What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code's ham. Yep, guy. And it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50. Free delivery. First year in Oakland. First day in Oakland. Antonio. So this was Friday we did the podcast. And then after like that afternoon, Antonio Brown's on the non-football injury list, John. And then he ends up passing the physical over the weekend and practicing on Sunday. Um, and maybe there will be, maybe, I don't know. I'm not expecting any clarity on it. But we're a week out. Like, as this podcast is out on Monday. Hard Knocks will start airing a week from tomorrow, Tuesday. So a week in a week is when Hard Knocks starts airing, which means all this stuff right now is getting filmed. So all the stuff going on right now will be on will be on the show, or at least some of it will be on the show. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know that we'll get much clarity on that. But but to me, if he's like fine, it's probably nothing, and it's not that big a deal. But if he right. if he has Ingram, to go back, if he misses some practices in a couple days, then it becomes a legit red flag. And anyone that follows on social media, I was shocked just because all he's ever doing is working out on social media. When did he get hurt? I was just watching him in like Paris. He takes his trainer with him, and they're running routes. They're throwing him a rugby ball. Like, how does this guy? When did this guy get hurt? Maybe lifting. Yeah. It, maybe catching rugby ball. Jammed a finger. I maybe just overuse. Maybe just a tight quad. Maybe it was just tightness, and they just held him out. Yeah. But it's could be to me. It was like people don't overreact. Well, he's the best player on the team. He's missing practice. It kind of is. It was a story. Now he's back. It's it's over for now. As long as it's nothing. But he's don't get it. He's the best player on the team. He's the most important player on the team, beside the quarterback. It's weird. He's the best player on the team, but he's not the most important player on the team. But he kind of is. Because they're gonna. Th- it feels like they're going to throw him the ball all the time. Was, what would you say was the um, highlight of Hard Knocks last year, 2018 Browns? Was it the team meeting with Hugh Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I thought Freddie it was a pretty underwhelming Haley. season. Oh, I agree. I didn't really – but don't you feel like that was the defining When Haley and Kitchens kind of snapped on Hugh. Yeah, and Hugh was like, hey, I'm the boss. Yeah. Someone's, someone um, counted. They were like, there are three former head coaches in here. Him talking like, when you guys are the head coaches, you'll realize. But like, these guys do realize. <laughs> I just – the reason I thought of that was 
Like, there's stuff happening this week around Raiders camp that isn't happening at any other camp in football, right? Just because there's a little more attention there. And next, starting next week, all that st- there will just be a spotlight on them that is not on any other team in the league. That's why so many teams and, don't want it, because they don't want and that extra not, spotlight. Yeah, and they're not a well-oiled machine yet. They're, like, they're still figuring out how we operate. And they're going to be do it, doing it with everybody watching. Like, that's not... I don't. I'm not saying they're going to lose a game because of it or five. I'm just saying it's. They're not. This is not ideal. It's great for us. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I mean, but it's not ideal. Yeah. T- see, to me, it doesn't. It doesn't have that much of an impact at all. It only has an impact if something weird happens. And I saw someone tweet this. The coach has the final say of what goes on in Hard Knocks. Like Hugh Jackson watched that that interaction with his coaches and still put it out. That I'll be, I'll be a little floored because I would imagine Gruden spends a little less time. Like he won't give a shit. But I, that's probably a Mayock thing. That they're going to be pretty tight about what they allow out. Like any weird things football wise. Now again, when people are acting, not acting, but coaching or playing, you can't really. You are what you are, right? When you're just talking, because they're filming practice, so you're just practicing like you practice, right? But I, I think it has little impact to the morale. Unless something weird, they allow something weird to go on television. Or, here's the thing, and you and I have dealt with them from a media standpoint, I don't think they always are a great gauge of what matters and what doesn't. Uh, I, from my experience, and I've dealt with several teams now uh, in a couple different sports, and they by far are, I've always thought, the most out of touch with what matters and what doesn't. So I could see them, when they're editing it, think things that matter matter and things that don't matter don't matter that actually matter and getting themselves in a position where they get roasted. Like to me, the number one thing beside like Gruden's coaching, which I think will go viral in a good way, him just being Gruden, that do they let something out where they get clowned for a while? Now, is Mark Davis on camera just talking about something? Like is, is Mark Bedane do something? Who knows? I, I don't know. But that that would be the thing that I think they'd have to be careful about where you just fucking rip them. Like, not just, the Bay hates them, where the entire country's making fun of them. Because we've seen that with Hard Knocks, right? That the entire football-watching country, especially, like, the casual football fan reads a lot about, like, New England or Pittsburgh or Green, like the heavy hitters, the Dallas Cowboys. But for the most part, a team like the Raiders, the Bengals, the, the Bucks, a lot of teams this time of year get to fly under the radar. Well, they are going to be the ultimate under the microscope because, one, they're on hard knocks. And, two, I think Gruden, don't you think, the casual guy that maybe turns it off after after an episode last year, like, you weren't that interested. I really wasn't either. I, I wasn't that locked in last year. I thought it was terrible. Where if I was living in fucking Omaha, Nebraska, I wouldn't be missing John Gruden on camera, right? Yeah, if John Gruden were the coach this year of the Bucks and they were on Hard Knocks, you'd be more likely to watch Hard Knocks. We'd be fire. We would. We would one million percent talk about it on this podcast, right? Right. Of just some highlights because you go viral over stuff, good and bad, and you just. I mean, Richie Incognito says he wants to be a team leader. I. I, well, I that's the one, one thing right? I've he come wants to around. Change the narrative. It's like whoa. Richie, I respect. Of course, you want to change the narrative, but team leader guy R- Richie's getting like he's going to be talked about on this thing, one hundred percent. Well, if you have the ability to edit, that's I might use my first edits on that one. Yeah, I just wave my coach's edit. 
But it's like, to me, they have like two or three storylines that you have to talk about. Antonio Brown, why is he here? One of it's going to be like, what happened? And the one thing you'd say is Antonio's liable to say fucking something, right? Would you be a little surprised if within this season of Hard Knocks, he doesn't talk some shit? About Ben? Uh, yeah, just or the, or the Steelers, but more than likely Ben. Yeah, but that, but no, I mean, I I would be surprised. Now he's if that already doesn't done happen. that, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I think if he's talking shit about the Steelers, I don't think that matters. Versus, see, I I don't think he's gonna be. Like to me, anything that happens with him is gonna—it's gonna come after some games have been played. If he's not getting the ball, well, no, no, sideline, heat of the moment. I'm, my my point is not that like he's gonna make or break anything right now. He's the most liable to say something. Like if he says something, it's getting aggregated by everyone that matters in the NFL because yeah. he is—he's the Raiders' biggest star and he's one of the league's biggest stars. When he says shit, people talk about it. That's just—that's just the reality. Well, he could say something that, like, on the crazy scale is a four. That would get more attention than somebody else on the team saying something that on the crazy scale is a well, seven. Well, I think they right? got two guys that fall into that category. I think it's him and Richie. And I, I just think the cameras are going to gravitate to those guys because they understand that that – like, Gruden's going to say some shit, but he's John Gruden. He's gonna, he always says some shit, right? To me, it's going to be those two guys, if they say something, it's like, what did he say? Because, like, if some undrafted free agent – Jesus Christ, Will Smith – uh, says something, it's not that big a deal. But at the end of the day, and we didn't talk about this last week, or maybe we did. Huh. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I think this Hard Knocks is going to absolutely excel because of Gruden. And I, I think watching Last Chance you football shows, and you just think about football movies. Think about uh, Remember the Titans or the any given Sunday, the Pacino, like the football coach. Just think about the NBA culture. I mean, a couple like there's a fill and a pop, but for the most part, it's a player. I mean, obviously it's a player league, but their their players are the stars. If you if you followed the Warriors around, Steve Kerr is a secondary. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Kevin, whatever. With with a football team, Parcells, Belichick, Tomlin, Gruden. Think about the best hard knocks guy. When I when I just close my eyes and think about him, two jump out. Recently, is the Texans just because Bill O'Brien was just entertaining, and probably the most famous one ever was Rex Ryan. Like you, your your product is as strong. Let's as, go get a goddamn snack. Your product is as strong as your coach, and I, I think that they are licking their lips probably right now, right? Yeah, I I think Gruden will come off looking pretty good, right? How will he not? Because he he's done camera work a lot and he always comes off. Oh, and I think good. most people that like at NFL films would say some of the best NFL films footage we have is him at practice. Well, the speech you told me to go look up today that the Raiders tweeted if you guys haven't seen it, uh, it's like an early teaser from Hard Knocks. It was great. Well, I remember last year when they were struggling, texting people in the building, they'd be like, "Well, I'm telling you, when he addresses the team, it's just you're ready to roll. Like he's good at that stuff. That's where he he is." He's a little more Jim Harbaugh, I think, than he closer he is to like Kyle Shanahan and McVay at this point. He's a little more rah rah tough guy than he is some crazy schemer. Given the information we have right now, would would that be a fair assessment of John Gruden? I think it is. It's not in line with what his rep was. Well, I think a lot of people would say his rep is, but is 
you know, a little fraudulent when you look at the resume. Yeah, and I think now he's in a different – he's probably viewed differently by players than he was. You know, like the players that are on his team now, right, grew up with John Gruden just being like one of the faces on, of on football. Television. On TV. Not that Jim was that, but Jim was kind of just a personality, right, more so than he was. Now, I mean, I will say he – Part of it. he had a reputation of quarterback guru and tough guy. Well, I think I, I think a lot of people rep. will tell you the gym quarterback guru like Gruden is not warranted yes. either. Correct. I, I, I think there are more parallels you. now. Jim is consistently one because if Jim was sitting here, I think he likes John. Remember, John hired him. I think they're friends. But he would if you were just if you had a Jim arguer and a John arguer like if this was the Hall of Fame, you know, uh, roundtable, you were just talking about like. Comparing guys, one guy's resume, he's won everywhere he's gotten. Gruden now has a long period of time since he hasn't really won. Yeah, I would like to see Costas and Verducci have this argument. Each one of them gets Harbaugh, one of them gets Gruden. And like Mad Dog picks, breaks the tie. I think the one thing every person, if you had to pick an NFL GM, I don't think they'd want to hire either. But if they had to, they would take Harbaugh over Gruden at this point, right? Uh... Gruden wants to take their job. Like Harbaugh doesn't yeah, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, okay, I see what you're saying. If you're the GM, yeah. If you're the owner, like, let's go back a year. Last year at this time, who would more people hire? Uh, I mean, not the not the GM who's worried. About, if you're not Harbaugh, worried about your job, Harbaugh. just like whose stock would whose stock was high? Harbaugh. Harbaugh stock's still pretty high. Probably. Because he had been doing it, there, there was well, it's higher in like NFL. Well, there was a great unknown with John, right? There was for all the hype, and his, there's no disputing his hype grew as he, the longer he was away, it was crazy. So his hype was high. I, I think most of us thought like this guy'd come back and kick ass, and then everyone would say like, "Can we look into what he was doing at Tampa Bay? What we're acting like he's Belichick." Let's look at his draft record. Yeah, and, yeah. I think a lot of coaches were one. He's an egomaniac. He's going to want all the power. People are like, oh, he's grown. Well, what did he come back and do? Reggie, get the fuck out of the way. I'm in charge. Because you could argue his biggest downfall right now, the last eight years of his coaching in Tampa and then his one year in, in Oakland, is he cares too much about being his own GM, right? Now we'll see how this Mayock... That's, that, you could say, is going to be one of the more fascinating things is just see you know how they're interacting. Now, the counter would be... Remember a couple years ago, everyone told me uh, Bill hates Rick Smith, Bill O'Brien, and there were scenes where they would be like talking in Bill O'Brien's office. And he'd have, remember he had like the driver or the putter, and he'd be kind of like sitting by his couch, and they'd be talking players, and everyone in the league would be like, "Bill's faking it to all t- sorts of levels right now. This is fake." So, I don't think it'll be that fake because at the end of the day, we've always said they're pretty well aligned, like. Mayock is not your typical media guy that went to the NFL. <laughs> to me, he's more like an NFL guy that happened to just start his career in the media. He probably should have started in the NFL. Right. Like he would have more than likely, after he was done playing, just became a scout, would have become a GM a lot earlier. Never would have ended up on TV. No, he just would have been a GM or a football guy. And that's why he always talked, and I think he always resonated. But I also think he resonated because he could also just talk about players his most powerful attribute as a if I was being a media critic was he had a good balance and John kind of too 
of being able to talk football but not being over the top with the X's nose. They could just talk football. Like you, you and I think the diehard X's nose guys kind of claimed that like Gruden was a fraud. Like he was just talking in like uh, generic stuff. Yeah, that's what the people want. No, no one understands. Ninety percent of football fans don't know what cover two is if you paid them a million dollars. People that have been NFL fans for forty years, right? It's not. You can't. People don't talk like that. Twitter does. Three technique. Yeah, three. Exactly. I, mean, I remember getting to the NFL thinking like basic stuff. I was like, God, this is really complicated. I, that's where I always kind of defend Favre a little bit because I don't think people quite understand once you get to the NFL how just normal terms get thrown around and you're just, oh, yeah, yeah, the nickel or whatever. <laughs> I remember first getting to the NFL and again, I had worked at Division One football and I was just, I faked it a little bit at first. Like, just, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, you know. <laughs> it was more with X's nose, like deep scheme stuff the the nickel yeah. corner or whatever that's pretty basic well you know what i would say if i was far is like look guys everything anybody's ever trying to do you're trying to take complicated things and make them simple i just happen to see everything simply so don't get in my way with your complications because it takes a lot of effort for you to make it simple it's already simple to me leave me alone to me it's just when you get around coaches too much they start talking you know when you when you buzz the corner and cover three and stuff like that you just have to go with like if if you know a little spanish you're talking to someone you just you just kind of shake your head yeah that's what i was king yeah. of See, see, yeah, see. Because even when you think you know, see. and you start talking about see, see. buzzing linebackers when it's when it's quarter, quarter, half, and you're like, what "The fuck are these idiots talking about?" <laughs> That's what I also do in the back of my head. Like, maybe I'm not meant for this for the next 35 years of my life. I don't feel like going home and learning what they're talking about. Is that what you? But mean? you can even try. It's guys so goddamn complicated. It's it's just hard. Yeah, you can learn. Even when you learn, you're like, "Is that really?" Because again. Being off three or four yards changes it. What it's, yeah, that's why. That's why what Belichick, his mastery of all this stuff is so crazy. It's why when you hear McVay or Kyle talk about, and I, that's why I'm also back to Gruden. I think he can kind of earn some credit back of guy. Like, this guy knows his shit. Instead of just the generic stuff where he's just kind of X's nose and scheming and talking buzzes think- and rovers and and motions and all that BS. Yeah, you think Spider Two Y Banana impressed yeah, people? Yeah, I, mean, I think NFL? I think they're going to be fun. Uh, that is one thousand percent coming up. And he's going to make fun of it, but I think there's going to be some geeky Kim Olsen and Derek right, like drawing on the board, doing the fist, yeah, doing the fist, the safety, the safety fist. high and low, and a dude in the bubble and a guy in the box. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it. You're saying if he, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Don't you think? Like, if you're the hard knocks, you're going to want a little about this guy who never sleeps. Like, I want to document some of Gruden. Like, I, you're going to get some insight well, on Gruden this year. This, you know, with Hard Knocks, that we might never have had. I think what what people will really be looking for there is: are is he talking about modern, cutting edge NFL schemes, or is he talking about the way it used to be? Right. And I think the fact is that what really helps him is Monday Night Football. He was in it every day. Like he's modern NFL is what he's been calling. Since he left the NFL, again, I mean, Andy's biased, and I'm trying to think of other people that were around him. But they just texting people around the league when he first got hired that had spent a lot of time with him and knowing people at Alabama where he used to come and study. He was not behind the times in their eyes when he would meet with them and talk with them and come, you know, clinic with them. He he'd clinic. They would be clinicking, and he would show up to keep up. That was what he hung his hat on. They're like, this guy's not faking it. And I remember Lewis 
when they started working for the draft, he went down there. He's like, yeah, you, you got to check in by like 5.30 in the morning. He's already there. Watching the modern day stuff. And I think that's what... Where he hurt himself last year, guy, where that we stopped judging him as a football coach was how crazy his personnel moves were. And I think at the end of the day, he might be the worst general manager in the league. But he's nowhere near the worst coach. Like, he can coach. Like he, he can talk with players. He can coach offense. He can coach. I, I believe that even based off how shitty last year was. He can coach. But, I, but I, one thing I believe to my heart of hearts and to my core, he's a god-awful general manager. A god-awful general manager. We have enough evidence that I think he has like no clue what he's doing. And part of that might just be impatience. It's hard to be a GM and not be able to wait a couple years. Like not everything happens overnight, and that's always the knock why he wanted older players because he he doesn't have time to wait and develop. Well, the hard part about this thing going now is like, can you give Cleveland Farrell three years, or are you going to hate him by two years if he's not good enough? Are you going to cut Arden Keys of the world and PJ Hall if they suck again this year, or are you going to wait it out? GM see the big picture, and I you know it's we'll see. Mayock is in a tough position. I I really believe that. In a very, very tough position. Anyone, I think, in the NFL would tell you that. It's not an easy job. It's just no. not. It's like the uh, opposite you know, of being like a being a coach for one of the analytic guys. It's not an easy job, right? In baseball or basketball. Coaching for Daryl Morey is hard. Being the general manager for John is tough. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.